0: Welcome to Disrupt Equities Apartment Investing Podcast. This podcast will offer weekly episodes equipping passive and active investors alike with the tools, knowledge, and confidence to build wealth through one of the most powerful wealth creation vehicles out there, apartments. Let's get into today's episode. Oh, we're back. We
1: are back. Money Mondays. Oh,
0: Apologies my Apologies, everyone. We had to gosh. cancel for a few
1: weeks because I was traveling outside the country.
0: Not acceptable. You're supposed to be working the whole time.
1: And we got it working. And, of course, Facebook is down. So <laughs> the latest news, um, not only was our Money Mondays not here, but Facebook is not live. So we are recording so this. So when are we supposed
0: <laughs> to have it, typically? Every Monday, 3.30 Central. Ish. ish 80-ish. So, you know, but we're happy to be back, excited to be back in the saddle again. I totally agree. You
1: know, what are we talking about today, man? We're talking about how to earn passive income from apartment building. So mm. for those of you that mm. want to learn how to build passive income, definitely stay tuned.
0: All right, so what is passive versus active? We're going to get into this real, real quick before we kind of get into some of the nuances of the process and what it is. But being a passive investor is essentially you're investing money into somebody else's project And by definition, you're passively just sitting back and letting the other person do all the work, right? You know, so for example. Keep going, Ben. You know, on our deals, our investors are expected to, hopefully they watch our webinar and review the documents as they should, right? But they gotta fill out a total of four pieces of paper, right, so that includes a couple signature pages, maybe a questionnaire, ultimately should take them a total of probably 30 minutes tops. They make a wire transfer. And then essentially that's all they're expected that they have to do, right? They sit back, they get their distributions, maybe they ask a question or two, they get their K1s at the end of the year, and that's it, yeah. right? That's, that's essentially passive it. Passive is the word it's you're looking passive, for. Passive, right? right? So by definition, it's not meant to be a lot of hard work. Now, what me and Ferris and our teams do is called active investing, right? We're going out and we're finding the deal, we're underwriting the deal, we're going after the deal. We're raising money for the deal. We're putting debt on the deal. We're managing the deal after the fact, and anything and everything in between. You
1: know, all right? the headaches, all the drama. These jokes, yeah. you know, all this stuff happens, right? And it's an active thing for us, right? We are spending our time, yeah. right, in return for working on it, right. The opposite of passive, and and it's not that there's a right or wrong, people. No. Right? I think people seem to fixate on that. It's also about what are your goals, right? Where are you out in your journey, right, for whatever wealth you imagine, and you know, what are the, the the things that you can bring to the table, right? There are many of our investors who they have their gigs. They're pretty much close to retirement. They want to make their money work for them. They don't want to really have to deal with any of the sausage making, so to speak. There are other people that are looking to transition into this as a full-time job, right? You know, even people that are very successful. They love real estate. We, we had we had dinner last week with a friend who's very successful, does yeah. well, but he finds real estate really attractive and he's looking at essentially transitioning off of his, you know, full-time job that he, his own company that he has yeah. currently and really focusing on real estate. And again, there's not a right or wrong people. It's about what are you looking for and which of these paths can kind of give you that, that result.
0: No, and, and to touch on something that Ferris said, right? You, you need to You need to realize that where are you at in your life? What are your goals? How much time do you have to dedicate to it, right? You know, I mean, we've had people straight up tell us, I don't wanna do all the work that you guys do, right? You know, I mean, I'm either close to retirement, I am retired or just they're busy, right? Think of the doctor that works 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Guess what? That doctor's not gonna be able to do what we do. We live and breathe this stuff every single day of the week, right? And so at the end of the day, if they're working 60, 70, 80 hours a week at their W-2, no way they're gonna be able to do what we do as far as multifamily syndication. Now, that doesn't mean that maybe they don't have a one-off real estate investment and of course, a lot of doctors do, right, but to really scale it to the, to, to the point where we're at, it's going to be really, really tough, right, not impossible, but very, very tough, right, so we got some questions here that Ms. Shanna wrote up, what is the process for earning passive income from apartment? Bills? Yeah, so
1: I'll go ahead and answer that, so if I'm a passive investor, right, whether I'm an engineer with a job, a doctor with my clinic, all that stuff, right, mm-hmm. those people are busy, what is the process for them? most of them is first about identifying sponsors that you like. Yep. And then reviewing the investment opportunity once there is one, right? You know, for example, we're sponsors and we have opportunities every couple months, right? It yep. depends on what you know if we find a deal that makes sense. And then as a passive investor, right, once you're comfortable with that opportunity, what the business plan is, what the return profile looks like, right? Not every deal is a fit for everybody, yes. right? And some people are looking for maximizing Cash. Some people are looking to maximize cash flow. Those are two different things, Mm -hmm. right? And so again, getting comfortable with that deal, that plan, that sponsor, right? Then from there, you're completing some paperwork. Most notably, you're completing an investor questionnaire. You're signing the PPM, the company agreement. You're reviewing all those documents, hopefully with you and your attorney, right? And then, you know, from then, you basically send over the paperwork, you fund your investment, and you sit back, right? That's really it, right? And then I'd you know, say- mo- then you know, you review maybe monthly updates, right? We send out monthly updates. Not everybody does it's monthly. We do monthly. And not everybody reviews them either. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, from that as well, right? monitoring, sometimes those communications that come monthly are important. Hey, we're starting distributions, we need you to update your bank account information, right? Mm -hmm. But then really the only other thing that kind of comes top of mind is, you know, getting ready for a K-1 each year and incorporating that into your taxes, right? For our deals, we do give investors a K-1. They are basically shareholders in an LLC that owns the Mm -hmm. property. It's not owned by the operator, it's owned by the new LLC, right? That is compliant with all the SEC rules and laws. And the investors therefore get what's called a K-1, which is a tax document, kind of like a 1099, but obviously for partnerships, you're getting that K1. And that's where as an investor, you get your losses, right? You get those losses that basically, even though the deal made a distribution it might be doing very well right because of what we do in real estate you can get those losses and take that and apply it toward your taxes so and
0: i think the one thing that you you touched on that was that was pretty powerful too you know I mean, as a passive investor you still need to get out there and find the people that are actively looking at deals too right so you know some people aren't comfortable networking i get it right maybe you could do some google searching i mean we get leads from investors that find us online too right but that's typically probably going to be you know, the, the, the minority of people. Most people are going to get out there and they're going to network. They're going to go to events, right? Because if for no other reason, they're looking to meet people that are actively looking for deals, right? So as a passive investor, you got to realize if you want to invest in something, you've got to go out and find the people that have the deal flow, right? So that's a big part of it too. You're not always going to be able to do everything from behind your computer is my point. So what are the advantages of passively investing in apartments? what are the risks right you know so i would say the risks being that you have limited control over the deal right because yeah. you're you're essentially saying i want this manager which is what we are right to manage the deal on my behalf yeah. right you and 50 yeah, 60 the other, 100 the other, other investors, investors yeah. right you know you've got managers versus members right or lps versus gps right it's all kind of synonymous right So, you know, at the end of the day, I'd say that's probably your biggest risk is you have lack of control over the deal, right? But let's be honest, right? Unless you own a single family or you own something outright, they're always going to be acquiescing some level of control, right? Even if you have your own 30-unit deal, right? But you have a property management company that's managing it, guess what? They've got a fair amount of control over your deal, right? They're the ones managing your cash, cash coming in, cash going out, you know, how well the deal's, you know, gonna ultimately be, you know, upkeeped and, you know, um, ultimately run. That's something that you, gotta, that you gotta realize, right? So that's a risk, right? I'd say the advantages is something we touched on earlier, right? You gotta fill out four pieces of paperwork and make a wire transfer and that's essentially all you gotta do, right? You know, so you're trading back your time for a good return, right? You know, people are gonna say, well, if I did it all on my own, then I could take, you know, the lion's share of it, right? You know, but at the end of the day, it's what is your time worth? I'd say that wasn't passive. Because you're gonna be putting a lot of your own time in, it's gonna be taken away from your family or maybe your goals or you wanna travel or you wanna do this, whatever it might be, right? That's what you're giving up to get that little bit more back, right? So I would say that, you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of advantages to passively investing. But the biggest one is is that you can let the other guys go out and do all the hard work. Mm -hmm. you know, and at the end of the day it is a lot of hard work, right? You know so um, you know, what are the typical passive income returns you can earn from apartment buildings?
1: Typical passive income returns, I mean, you know, you're looking at distributions, right? That's the most common thing. you know we distribute monthly, right? That's typically the positive cash flow leftover mm-hmm. for investors to do, right To me that's really the the you know the only, immediately passive right now there's other indirect things like we talked about like you get basically distribution uh get d- depreciation right and getting those losses applying those that helps give you cash give you yep. you know hypothetical cash so to speak right and you know really on an exit of a deal right outside distributions you're getting the pops right but in terms yep. of just straight up passive income consistently right this those distributions getting a pop on the exit and then you know from that you're getting your taxes i mean i don't know is there anything else you that know, you're I aware mean, of them, nothing. You, you know, know, maybe I mean, a refi is maybe the only other one I yeah, Right, set up yeah. on the exit. We do deals where you go in, maybe a year, or three refinance, right? And you're pulling out more capital, giving that to investors.
0: And, so. and, and you got to realize in a refinance, right? There's always you know some some misconceptions about it, right? It's a return of capital event for the most part. Some people don't do it that way. Some people do, right? Versus a return on capital event. So, at the end of the day, right, you're just getting some of your money back, right? But, so, it's taxed differently, but that's less money in the deal, right, which you can go and reinvest in another project. Yep. So, you know, tons of typical ways that you can get passive investor returns. Um, you know, I'd say maybe, you know, some of the, the, the returns on a cash-on-cash cash basis, right? You're looking anywhere from six to, you know, eight to ten, yep. right? That's probably what you're looking at, you know, on a multifamily syndication deal right now. Right. Now back in the day, five, seven years ago, it was a little bit higher, right? But asset prices have gone up a little bit, right? So you're gonna get more on the back end and less on the cash flow. But still, six to ten with all the depreciation and all the tax benefits that go along with you know getting a K1 and everything that you can do as far as depreciation goes on, on commercial real estate, extremely powerful. Right. And that's why it's so uh, so popular, right? So I don't think we're live, or maybe we are, who knows, right? So we're going to do a little bit of open Q&A. Yeah,
1: so I'm going to ask one, right, that people want to ask. Okay. And I kind of hinted at it earlier, which is ultimately, you know, as a passive investor, what protects me, right? Yep. And maybe on that same vein, you know, how are these deals structured?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we'll say we touched on this a little bit about a K1, right? It's a partnership. So what what we're doing as, as far as when we syndicate, right, is we are selling shares of an LLC. Right. So it's a partnership LLC. Right. So say you put 50,000 in, I'm going to give you 50 shares of that LLC. Right. As an owner of that partnership, you're going to get a K-1. Right. And you're going to get your pro rata, you know, uh, share of income and losses. Right. You know, typically whenever you do depreciation, you do cost segregation, there's a paper loss involved, which can if you're, you know, considered a real estate professional or in some cases, you know, ultimately always you know, uh, talk this over with your CPA, you can potentially get the benefit of offsetting some of your income because of it, right? But there's there's typically going to be a structure, you know, call it 80-20 to 70-30, you know, between what the the managers and the members are going to own, right? Members being the lion's share of that versus the managers. And so everybody's going to kind of get their, their pro rata share of the, once again, the income and losses. What was the other question? The how to... You know, what protects the investor? What protects the investor, right? You know, I mean, ultimately, you're a limited partner, right? So you're limited, your exposure is limited to the amount of money that you have in the deal, right? Now, no investment is risk-free. That's the reason that it's an investment, right? I wish that everything that we put money into was, you know, 100% upside and no risk but that's mm-hmm. just not how the real world works, right? But say you put $100,000 in, the thing completely implodes, I don't know, you know, something horrible happens, right? The whole thing burns to the ground, gets hit by a tornado, whatever it might be, right? The, the limit to your exposure is that 100K, mm-hmm. right? So that's, that's essentially, and on top of that, we mitigate risk in a myriad of other ways, right? We underwrite conservatively, we're investing in great sub-markets, right? We're investing in the right assets, right that have a lot of growth potential right we're also mitigating risk by having proper insurance on the deal right so say for example that tornado did take it out well you probably wouldn't lose 100% of your investment because guess what we're properly insured on all of our investments right so the insurance company would rebuild the property now it might be a year or so before that happens but it's going to happen right so you know at the end of the day there's mitigation of all these risks um, but it's not risk free correct right? so you always have to look at everything and both me and ferris invest passively as well you know we're big proponents of look at the team and their track record first look at the deal oh excuse me look at the submarket, then look at the deal right a lot of people get fixated on just the deal itself and does do i like this deal and everything else really i always i'm a big proponent of a good operator can make a bad deal good and a bad operator can make a good deal bad Right, So you're really, really, you know, to throw a cliche out there, you're back in the jockey, not the horse. And so people need to realize that that in itself can mitigate a lot of risk with somebody that knows all the traps that you have to run on these big multifamily syndication deals. Not to say that a newbie can't do a good job. They absolutely do. I did very, very well on my first one. Maybe I stumbled into it a little bit. But at the end of the day, you know, There's going to be people that can weather these things a little bit more effectively once they've gone through all the traps and and, you know throughout their career. That mitigates risk too. Absolutely. So, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Oh, my gosh. We got an October sale. Multifamily Investor Network. For those who have never been out, oh. definitely come out. It's a chance to come
1: hang out with us. Every, you know, we do this. Basically, our big one is once a year here in Houston. It's in our backyard. It's coming up February 12th. Ben hadn't set that date in a while. He kind of forgot the exact date. So It is February 12th. <laughs> yeah, it is Look February that. 12th. Yeah, well,
0: I don't have these. I haven't had these for a uh, while. No, I you know, If week. I
1: don't remind Ben, you know. To tie oh. his shoes every morning, he's gonna forget. That's he's gonna crazy. forget. It's crazy. That's so crazy. February twelfth coming on up. Use the coupon code OCT one five zero. Oh, so October OCT one fifty. All right, all right. So and so basically one hundred fifty dollars off. You know, go ahead and book it. Prices will continue to go That's up. Pretty good deal, man. We should probably
0: have four hundred people. We're making people. any money on this thing, Shadow? What's no, going on here? We do not here? make she any said money no, on we're this thing. we any so. money on this, but. We, we, like, we like having a good time. We love networking, folks. This is the whole thesis of this event. That's why it's called Network Conference, right? So you come out, you learn some stuff, but you're ultimately there to build relationships with other great operators, maybe passive investors, and the vendors that we use. You know, we invite the people that we use out to these conferences. So, you know, it's it's a good way to kind of learn and network, and we always have a good time. So, yeah, check that out, www.mfi. InvestorNetwork.com. Check out coupon code OCT150. Get yourself $150 off. I think we ran out of VIP tickets, right, Channa? Not yet. Not yet. We got a couple left. So if you want to check that out, give it a shot too. What is coming up next week, my friend?
1: Tips for navigating the closing process. If you want to learn what closing looks like, what that process looks like, the good, the bad, the ugly, check it out next week. And we definitely run some
0: traps on that, man.
1: We have... (laughs) i like to say we are well-seasoned veterans well, of multifamily, the, downs, the good, the bad, the ugly. It's been crazy, you know, but we've you know, learned all, a lot. And we're
0: still here fighting, so resilience is important, but we've learned a lot. You stole we're my word. Try. You stole my uh, word. Hey, 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 hey. Well, I typically do that, right? I hear, uh-huh. I hear a good word. I'm just going to roll with it, right? Yeah. So we might have two parts of this, you know, because this is an important part, I think, of, of the process that people need to learn, right, including if you're a passive investor. What are we going through? People just think that you're just, you get the deal under contract and then it just you know miraculously closes, right? Oh. There are so many nuances to the, to the process that people need to understand. Yeah. We might do a two-parter. Who knows? We'll see. We'll get crazy.
1: Ben loves the reasons to keep talking, so no problem. <laughs> so ouch! We'll do a three-parter ouch. we can. No, but as Ben said, Where's there's, the a, lot, there's a lot that goes into it. I left the ball joke ah, out, but now... Come on, it's not a money Monday. I didn't right want to oh, give man. you a ball joke because I didn't want you to lose any more
0: hair. Oh, well, that's... Yeah. Um, we'll that ship like that. Is fit has sailed, my friend.
1: <laughs> but, you know, money Mondays... We do every Monday, 3.30 Central. Yep. Next week, we're talking about navigating closing process. So come check it out. And we'll see you guys then. If you guys have ideas, suggestions, please make those ideas, suggestions. Otherwise, we can keep, you know, coming up with ideas ourselves. But, you know, we're we're always happy to. And it doesn't have to be about multifamily specifically, right? We love talking about investing, you know, what we know and sharing some things we might not know and we'll say we don't know. So go ahead and give us suggestions. But otherwise, we look forward to seeing you guys next
0: Monday. 3.30-ish. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode on Disrupt Equity's Apartment Investing Podcast. We have some really great episodes coming up, so make sure to subscribe to the podcast. For those interested in passively investing in cash-flowing multifamily properties, visit DisruptEquity.com invest. Fill out your information there, and you will get notified when we release our next multifamily passive investment offering.